coaching all we released in December of 2019 and it is entitled I'm having a little bit of a technical glitch here just bear with me a moment I see Nova has joined us. Good afternoon, Nova. How are you today? As I was saying, Nova's uh, novel, uh, The Sleeper Has Awakened, uh, uh, it was released in December of 2019, and I'm so excited to have a chance to speak with Nova. How are you doing today? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing fantastic. I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm great, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to uh, join us uh, today. So Nova, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm originally from New York City, I'm born and raised. Um, in 2003, I moved to the state of Maryland and I've been living here for the past 16 years, almost 17. I am a mother of a 26 year old son and a two-year-old granddaughter. I've worked in the criminal justice field for approximately 13 years. And uh, I've recently embarked on entrepreneurship and I've recently released my memoir, The Sleeper Has Awakened in December, 2019. Oh, wonderful. So what, uh, what encouraged you or inspired you to start writing? My book started off as a journal. I, in 2016, my marriage broke up and when it broke up, it broke me apart. I, it literally put me on my back. I was going to work every day, going home, pulling the covers over my head and going to sleep. I didn't, I shut everybody out. I was very depressed and very hurt. And I functioned in this, in this behavior for about two years. And one day I decided, you know, I need some I need some intervention. I need something to help me to come up out of this funk. So I started going back to acupuncture because I knew in the past that that, that helped me a lot. I started seeing my acupuncturist regularly and I'm going to yoga classes and a coworker of mine recommended a life coach that she had been seeing. So I started seeing a life coach and that went, it was rocky at first, but it, it went pretty well. You know, during these sessions, the first session we got to the bottom of, well, she explained to me the importance of going back to the beginning, finding out the root cause of, you know, the, the root of my life so I can figure out how these trends in my life came about, how my behavior came about. She basically took everything and put it back on me. 
So I would tell her about these horrific things that had happened to me and my exchanges with different people. And she, she would say, you know, it, it, it's important and um, that to discuss what others have done to you. And I'm not minimizing what they've done at all, but what are you going to do about that? She kept putting it back on me. And at first, of course, it didn't go over well because I felt like she wasn't on my side. But the more I, I continued to see her, I started to understand why she was doing what she was doing. She was really prompting me to confront myself. So she told me that I should start writing in a journal, start writing my feelings down. I told her I had been writing, but I, would, I was typing in a Word document. She advised me against typing in a Word document, told me it would probably be more feasible for me to write in a journal write from a pen with my own hand. She said, your energy flows differently when you write, when you write your feelings down with a pen. So I started doing that. And at first, you know, I was just jotting things down on a piece of paper. I wasn't really writing any paragraphs or, you know, any, any significant feelings down. I was, you know, just jotting words, adjectives, if, if you will. And eventually those words started turning into paragraphs. Occasionally I'd go back and read what I wrote and I started to feel as if I had something on my hands. Um, it also prompted me to one day reach out to my father and um, just try to make amends. I mean, not really make amends, but just try to verbalize understanding for areas that he might've fallen short in my life. And he said, you know, you should, you should write a book. Um, I think you have something to say. So I kept that in the back of my mind. And the more I read this journal, the more I felt like I could probably take my life and start to help people. So I ended up reconnecting with a good friend of mine from college who I had been out of touch with for a while. We had um, reconnected on Facebook, not speaking regularly, but you know, just talking on Facebook every once in a while. I had a phone conversation with her. I told her I was working on writing a book. I was considering writing a book, but I didn't really know how. So she said, well, you know, I'm an author and I've written a couple of books and I'm in the process of forming a publishing company. I can help you make that happen. So I started talking to her more. She started giving me the ins and outs of what I needed to do. And she said, you know, I also have an editor. Maybe you can send, send your manuscripts to the editor and, you know, see if you have something. So I said, okay. And I sent it out to her editor. I sent it out to her editor, her editor, marked it up, uh, you know, fixed the grammatical errors. And when she came back, she said, you know, I rooted for you. I laughed with you. I cried with you. Your book is going to help the person that cries himself to sleep every night thinking that there's no hope. If I could offer any recommendation, my recommendation would be to give more. So okay, that that precise moment, I it, to me it was confirmed that I had something on my hands. So I started reading the book incessantly, going back and forth, reading, reading, reading. As I read, it jogged my memory. I started writing yeah. more things down. Every, everything I was remembering, I started writing it down. And then I started to come across the areas that were pretty vague areas that I could definitely expand on. I started expanding on those areas. And the next thing you know, I had 167 pages of content. And that's how my book came about. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. 
Now, did you find it a challenge when you were writing? Did you find did you find it a challenge at all to to really communicate the idea clearly? Once I once I had the book edited and she gave me back she gave me her feedback. No, because the book actually was very therapeutic for me. So as I read as I read it over and over again, it, and, and it was bringing up these past feelings, bringing up all of these things that I had suppressed over the years, it was actually a relief to get all of it out. So I couldn't write fast enough. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't wait to get to the book every day. I would stay up sometimes till three, four o'clock in the morning, just typing because it started to feel good to just get everything off my chest. Wonderful. So what do you think um, is going to be the biggest challenge for you in getting uh, or, or has been the biggest challenge in getting the word out about your book? Well, I mean, naturally, just um, <laughs> not knowing a lot of people, um, but I've been using social media a lot to market my book. I just had a website created. It was actually launched today. So that'll be another way for me to get the book out there. And I am prayerfully setting up interviews with great people like yourself who could possibly help me get exposure to the book. But the, my, my challenge with the book has been, has been exposure, just finding, finding an audience to expose it to. But it is on Amazon and I'm you know, praying that it reaches as many people as it can reach because I know that it will help somebody. I know it'll help people. I stand by it. I know it will help people. Okay. Have you considered, you know, in, in the process of, of getting it out there, have you, you know, thought about um, maybe approaching, say, the hospitals and and doctor's offices, maybe like the YMCA, the women's shelters, those kinds of places um, to see uh, about um, if they would be willing to maybe allow you to leave a copy there or or even just come in and do a, a talk to some of the, the patients that are there? Well, I haven't, um, I haven't approached any hospitals, but I did, I was presented with the idea of the YMCA and I have somebody looking into that for me. I also have a talk coming up that my cousin actually set up for me at his place of employment. So I'm hoping that that opens up some doors as well. A friend of mine is a part of an empowerment group. I have a talk on the 22nd of March that will allow me to speak to another group of women. And I'm also going um, on a retreat at the end of the month. So I'm hoping that that exposes me as well. So I'm, you know, any window of opportunity that I'm receiving or that I that I think could be an, a window of opportunity, I'm definitely seizing that opportunity. I also signed up to put my book in the Baltimore County Public Library with hopes that it will reach some people there as well. Wonderful. Now, do you have a newsletter? I don't have a newsletter. Okay. All right. So, you know, I'm just thinking that might be another avenue for you to connect with people. Um, now, would it be okay if I put some, some of the information about your book in my newsletter to send out? Because I do have one going out very soon here, and I would be more than happy to, uh, to throw one out for you, if you like. Absolutely. I would love that. I would love that. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So what's your game? What's the next on, on the list for you? Are you planning on doing another book? Or are you um, are you just going to stick with this one? Or do you have any future plans? 
Well, I've actually written a coaching workbook to go along with the book. And that should be published in, um, I hope, prayerfully by the end of this month. And launched, well, I'm in talks to launch it in, um, in April sometime. I want to use the coaching book along with my book for the coaching services that I'm offering in my business. That's um, still very preliminary. Like I said, I opened my business in December, so I'm still in the process of building clientele. But I've written a workbook with the intention of using it in my coaching. Okay. And I've also, I've also, thank you. I've also written a children's book, but it's, that's still in the works. I need to find an illustrator to assist me with that. But once I get that together, I am hoping to publish that in the future. All right, I will actually, I do know an illustrator and she is absolutely fantastic. So I will email you her information. Um, she does, she's done fabulous work. She's, she's also a cover artist and she's just, she's absolutely fantastic and very reasonably priced. So I will, I'll get you that information after the show for you so that you have, Thank you. you can get a hold of her, you know. So are you, are you going to be branching out um, with your writing? Are you, are you just going to stick with, uh, with the, the, the genre that you're in? Or are you looking at expanding into different genres? I don't know. Right now, I'm just playing it by ear. I am um, relying on inspiration. <laughs> I, I thought about, well, I considered writing a book um, that I would titled the anthologies of a teenage mom um, just to talk about different um, experiences that I had raising my son but still very preliminary I'm just you know I'm just working off of inspiration and you know I was um, I was inspired to write my current book and here it is Wonderful. So if, if someone wanted to, to get it, you say it's, it's now available on Amazon. Is it available in yes. theaters, bookstores, Barnes and Noble, et cetera? No, it's not just available on Amazon right now. And the audiobook version is um, shortly going to be available on my website. Okay. So did you find it a challenge um, or, or very difficult to find someone to work with you to do the audiobook? No, I, that was, for lack of a better word, a blessing. Um, I put out feelers on social media for anybody that possibly knew an engineer that could help me with the project. At first, I wasn't getting any response. And then I got a response from a young lady who I am Instagram friends with. I've never met her face to face, but we speak quite often on social media. And she DM'd me and told me, you know, told me that she saw my message and she gave me an engineer to reach out to. She um, told me to tell him that she had sent me. And when I contacted him, I told him what I needed and the rest is history. We recorded the audio book um, in an eight hour session on December 28th, 2019. Oh, wonderful. So do you have a, do you have a specific date when you think the audiobook is going to be released or is it just still in the preliminary stages of getting it started? The audiobook is ready to go. I'm just working out the kinks with the the purchasing piece on my website. Once that's squared away, hopefully by the end of today, the website will be available. I mean the website, the um the audiobook will be available for purchase. 
Oh, Barbara. So uh, if you had, uh, you know, I mean, and the content of your book is something that I think that everyone, you know, needs to, to be familiar with and have um, a chance to read, of course. But do you think that it would be, you know, would be something that you would, um, if you were offered a, a deal with uh, a movie company or a TV series or something like that, would you be interested in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've actually had some feedback from some of my readers saying that I should try to make it into a movie. So I would absolutely welcome that opportunity if I had the right opportunity, if I had the right deal. Okay. Wonderful. So is there anything in this journey that you, you know, that you've, you've undertaken and it, and it is an impressive journey um, Thank full you. Of, of growth that um, you're very welcome that you, you think that would help someone who maybe is in the same position as you or has maybe not, um, you know, not been blessed with the strength to move forward when they're, you know, they're kind of sort of stuck in that particular situation where everything is, is more negative than positive. Are you saying there's anything that I'd like to impart to anybody that yes. happens to be going through that? Well, yes. um, the root of my problems were was definitely being being stuck in the past um not being self-aware was definitely another issue for me because i feel like the more self-aware that i've become the more emotionally intelligent i've become the more emotionally intelligent i've become the more i'm learning i'm starting to realize that i had options all along there was so many times in my life where i felt like i was stuck that I had to stay in terrible situations because I really had no choice in the matter. I'm starting to realize now that I had a choice. I didn't have to stay stuck in a lot of those situations. There were definitely, there were definitely situations when I was younger, when I was not of age, that I didn't really have any control over. But as an adult, as that behavior carried over into my adult years, I certainly had options. I didn't have to stay in a lot of those abusive situations, I realize now that I could have I could have left. I didn't have to stay and and endure that. I didn't have to absorb that. I'm also realizing that, you know, just because you love somebody, it doesn't mean that you have to bear the burden of their abuse. If if they're not, you know, well suited for your life, if they're not bringing positive things to your life then you have to disconnect from them and, and allow them to work through their issues and continue to work through yours. Um, that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned is that I have options. I definitely have options. I allowed my emotions to overpower me for so many years. My anger, my fight or flight to overpower me for so many years because I felt like I wasn't protected. So I had to protect myself. I had to protect myself against everybody. I'm realizing now, you know, while we all definitely need protection in some way, shape or form, if I, if somebody is that detrimental to my life and to where I feel like I need to protect myself from them, then I need to just walk away. I don't, I don't have to get upset. I don't have to yell. I don't have to fight. I need to just get away from them. So those are the lessons that I've learned in my journey. Very powerful lessons. And it's, those are, are very powerful messages as well, I think, for anyone who's, you know, in that particular situation. So there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of you in this book. 
um, a lot of emotion, a lot of um, your inner, um, you know, your inner parts. So do you feel um, a, a very deep emotional connection with this particular novel? Yes, I do. I, it's my, my, my innermost thoughts, my intimate feelings, my things that I'm ashamed of, things that I never wanted anybody to know because I was so afraid of being judged. Um, just things that really hurt me deeply and really were the contributing factors to the way I was carrying myself throughout my whole life. For me to just let all of that out while it was a relief, it was very scary. It was, it was definitely very scary because I didn't know, um, I didn't know what was going to come of it. I didn't know, um, you know, my, my family, you know, I, I make reference to, to uh, incidents with certain family members. I didn't know if they were going to turn against me because I was honest, but my life had gotten so out of control that I had to get to a point where I really didn't care if they turned against me. You know, I, I feel like if they love me and they know my heart, they know that I didn't mean any malice. And I, I think that in writing that book, I think I created great balance in addressing the negativity, but also speaking of the positive points as well. Okay. I can't, honestly, I cannot wait to read the book. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> reading your, <laughs> your uh, press release there and I'm like, oh, I, this, is, this has got to be on my to, to read list. Um, because I think, <laughs> You know, I, I honestly think that there is there is so much that we as as a society as and especially as women and you know where we, we kind of get into that mindset of you know we just kind of have to to you know deal with it and I think that there's so many um, empowering bits to your book and, and really showing the strength that you have to to get past those it's it's just one of those amazing things a, a gift I think. Um, for for you and and I'm so glad um, to see that the book is out and I, I can't wait to read it um, myself. So that's gonna be it's on my to be read red list <laughs> right now. So um, <laughs> so is there any um, anything anything in this process that you you know you found to be extremely difficult? You know whether it was mentally or emotionally or or just um, something that puts you outside of your comfort zone? I would say telling the story in the first place because in order for me to write this, this book, this story so intensely, I had to face myself. I had to take a look at my deficiencies and stop concentrating so much on what others and what others did to me. And that's very scary in itself because, you know, you want to believe that because you have good intentions that you're doing things right. I was doing a lot of things wrong. And in order for me to write this book in such, in such an honest way, I had to really, really face myself. I had to look at myself in the mirror and realize I had a lot of work to do. That, and that can be pretty scary. Yeah, that can be very terrifying. Yeah, it sure was. And, and it's, it shows that you have a great deal of strength, of inner strength to, you know, to really be able to do that. Now, um, 
you know, looking at this project as a, as a whole is so empowering. Is there anything that, that within this particular project that you really felt um, is something that is, uh, you know, maybe blessed beyond just you confronting those demons that you had, those, those things that you, you needed to overcome? Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. No, that's all right. So when you were when you were looking at the the this particular project, um, did you rely on your your faith um, or anything like that to help you overcome those those emotionally taxing confrontations when you were writing this book? Absolutely, I've been relying on my faith from day one because my faith in God and his promises for my life is the only thing that I can imagine helped me to even get the, get my head off the pillow after I dealt with a lot of these devastating things. The fact that I could still go on, the fact that when I was in the most, when I was in the lowest point of my life, that I could even get up and go to work and put on a good face and act like I wasn't going through anything. That was only God. So I, number one, it, it definitely was related to my faith and, and knowing that he was going to bring me through. I didn't know when he was going to bring me through it. I didn't know how. I didn't know what the requirement was going to be, but I knew that he would bring me through it. And, and that's that's a very powerful message. I think there's people need to understand that and hear that. Is there, um, now I, I know that there's some challenges that you, that you covered in this book, such as, um, you know, self-sabotage, those sorts of things. Is did you ever feel when you were when you were working on this project that maybe that there was something that you were carrying forward as you were writing this book that maybe was holding you back a little bit? Hmm. Something that I was carrying forward while I was writing the book. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think so. I think as I wrote each chapter, it was almost like writing a chapter and tearing that page out of my life, if that makes sense. The more intensely I wrote the chapters, the more I added to the chapters, because like I said, literally, I would go back and read the book over and over again. So I purged and purged and purged until I felt like I couldn't purge anymore. So as I went through, for instance, if, as I went through chapter one, I wrote down all of my feelings, everything I felt that was relevant to chapter one until I couldn't write anything relevant to chapter one anymore. And that's what I did with every single chapter. So it was almost like writing it all down and then taking that page and ripping it out of my life so I never had to deal with it again. This is it. This is how I feel about it. This is how it affected my life. And now let me move on to the next thing and talk about that until I finally got to the end of the book. Wonderful. And that must have been so empowering for you. So, so freeing in a sense. Can you say that one more time? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. That's all right. It, it, this whole process, it must have been so empowering, so freeing for you to, to not have to carry that burden. It is very freeing for me to not have to carry the burden because I carried the burden for over 40 years. And I, um, I, I just had a had a book signing on Saturday and I took a moment to share with my guests and I, I stated that very fact to them. 
for 40 years, I walked around so angry and so defensive. And that is such a heavy, that's a, that's such a heavy burden and such heavy energy to carry around all the time. You, it's, it's, I was exhausting myself. I was thinking about all of the things that happened to me and all the things that people put me through. But in the midst of me being defensive and not dealing with anything, I was exhausting myself carrying that burden. It was like a, like a building was on top of my head and I couldn't get from under it. until finally I said, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. You know, I, I think in that, in that precise moment, um, I had an epiphany because, you know, I, I, I went through years with having numerous people say, you know, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. And I always felt, you know, you, people tell you you have to let things go all the time, but they never tell you how. I think in that moment, I started to feel like I got some understanding of that phrase, let it go. When you just make a conscious decision that you're just going to let that part of your life go to you, that you don't have any control of what other people did then it starts to get a little bit lighter. My grandmother, I mentioned this in the book as well. My grandmother used to tell me that, you know, what people do to you, you know, people's offenses are not your burden to bear. You know, you just have to move forward the best way that you can. And I never understood that growing up, but I do understand that now. I can't change what other people did to me, but I can, I can change how I react to it. You know, I can change how I function within it. Um, I, can, I can use it instead of looking at it as, as such a negative thing, I can use it as information. You know, if a person, once again, if a person is not treating me well, I have the option to, to leave them alone. I have the option to get away from them. I don't have to, I don't have to stay and continue to endure that. I don't have to absorb it. So I'm just learning to, at this point in my life, I'm just learning to reprogram myself because I'm not a hundred percent. You know, I still get bothered and angry sometimes, but I'm learning to reprogram myself and um, a technique that my, the life coach taught me as well to reframe the situation, take the negativity of the situation and see the positivity in it. Why did it happen? What lesson was I supposed to learn from it? And then that helps me to cope with it a little bit better. So I'm trying to practice these techniques a lot, a lot more than I'm, than I'm dwelling on things that I can't change. That makes sense. Do you do you ever think that you know over the course of your experiences with within the life that that there was a, a point where perhaps you know you had to be ready to to make this kind of a change? Um, you know, I I've, I've talked to some people and they say you know oh well you know I just I wasn't strong enough I or or you know it wasn't my time. You know, do do you feel that that was an influence in in your decision to move forward and, and regain your strength and, and kind of start the process to heal and, and to, do, to complete your book? Yes, I do. I, I think that we all um, have our time to become clear. And um, I think the point, I think when my book was at the stage of just journal, I still wasn't, I wasn't completely clear yet if that makes sense. When that mm -hmm. editor came back to me and told me, you need to give more, that almost, it was almost like she was insisting that I dig deeper and I, I start really, really um, coming to terms with some things. So I think that was the, the precise moment that I started to become a lot more clear 
and a lot more, it started to become a lot more apparent to me what I needed to do to get over the hump and move into the next phase of my life. Because I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing that when I initially wrote the journal. When I wrote the journal, I was just writing down a bunch of anger, a bunch of things that, that I had inside. I wasn't even thinking on a larger scale. When I started expanding on the book is when I started thinking on a larger scale. It, 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 it enforced that I think on a larger scale. I couldn't have, like I said, I couldn't have, I have, couldn't have written a story with that intensity if I didn't think on a larger scale. Okay, and that, that makes so much sense to me. Um, when you were when you were writing this, did you ever did you ever get that sense of you know, and in your conversations maybe with your editor, where you were um, you were exposing more than maybe what you wanted to, or you were you were thinking that you were exposing more than what you wanted to? Um, you know, I, I mean, I know myself. <laughs> Sometimes that can be a little tricky. It's like you, you you kind of feel like you know you're putting more out there than you want to. Um, I wasn't so much concerned about putting more out there than I than I wanted to. I was more concerned with being tactful and um, not being slanderous and creating balance in the story. You know, because for every negative, there's some positive somewhere in there. You don't, you know, your experience with with people are not they're not all negative. There is some positivity in there, so I was sure to to include the positive points as well. In the midst of me discussing the negativity, I it was important for me to have tact and to create balance. Okay, is there anything you know if 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 someone were to, someone were to approach you today and say you know what uh, what advice could you give me uh, on my journey to to dealing with perhaps some situation in their life? What what would you say to that? I would tell them to be accountable. I would tell them to take a look at themselves. I would take. I would tell them to start with themselves. I would. I would absolutely tell them don't don't waste any time dwelling on what somebody else did to you. I'm not saying that that negates what they did. I'm saying don't waste your time worrying about what other people did to you. Concentrate on yourself. Concentrate on what you can do better. Take a look at yourself and think about ways that you could have done things differently and work through it that way because that's the only I feel like that's the only way to get through it is to just work within yourself. That's how you become stronger, working within yourself. Okay. Thank you so very much, Nova, for, your, for being here. I, <laughs> my goodness, half an hour flies by when you have such a good conversation. I know. Um, do, you, do you have a few more minutes? Yes. Okay, because um, I, I do have a couple more questions for you. Um, so one of the big questions that I had, uh, and, and you know, I, I was thinking about this as I was going through. Now you, you're an entrepreneurial, you, um, you know, you've started your own business, you've put out this, this wonderful book. Um, do you ever feel that it is um, overwhelming to you to have so much on the go all at the same time, or do you have a sense of control of the situation? Well, it's, I think that there's some sense of um, me being overwhelmed because it's new to me. I've, I've worked for somebody else all of these years. I still work for somebody else full time. And um, just trying to create balance between taking care of my, my own 
my own stuff, trying to build my business, trying to build my branding, trying to gain exposure. It is very exhausting. Um, it's frustrating just um, trying to find clientele, trying to pop properly market myself. Um, of course, naturally, because I'm just beginning, I'm, pu I'm putting out more money that I'm, than I'm yielding. Um, but I think it's worth it because the services that I have in mind are going to help people once, I think once people get exposed to me and what I have to offer, they won't be sorry. So it's worth it. I feel, you know, if it wasn't worth it, I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't even allow myself to continue to do it. I am continuing to pour myself into this initiative because I believe in it. But it is is definitely overwhelming sometimes because I'm I'm winging it. I'm I'm figuring it out and um, you know, just trudging my way through. But there's no intention for me to turn back. I definitely this is definitely what I want to do. This is definitely going to be what my future holds. Wonderful. So did you you know when you started on this journey, um, did you did you kind of have an end goal in place of where you wanted to, to end up with it? With the entrepreneur piece or with the, with the um, author piece? Either or both. <laughs> well, with the author piece, I just initially, I just hoped to produce a great work um, and to heal in the process. Once it was finished, I hope to take it and help people. I wanted to share it with as many people as I could share it with. I um, I hoped for as much support as I could get because I, I know that I have something. As far as the entrepreneur piece, um, my intention, once again, was to help people, to help people like me, to help people that have gone through things, have, have had a hard time in life, um, have had they're heartbroken. Um, I have, I, I'm, I'm offering coaching. So I'm offering empowerment coaching. I'm offering uh, parent coaching. I'm a single parent. I, I believe that I have knowledge in that area that I can impart. Um, I'm also, I also offer resume services. I write resumes. So that's a, that's another service that I'm, I'm helping people with. I have a training and development background in addition to my criminal justice background. And I love to teach my, the very first thing that I ever wanted to do in life was teach. And the training and development just brought that back full circle. I love to write. I love to help people. I love to, to develop people to where they find their purpose. And I think that this business is going to help me do all of that. Uh, I also have written three workshops that I hope to launch in the future. One on vision and self-awareness, one on parenting, and one on anti-bullying. I hope to take the anti-bullying workshop into schools and talk to um, students from grades four through nine who might be dealing with issues with bullying. When I was in the fourth grade, I was bullied by a group of girls. And um, I know how, how frustrating that can be. And today... Anti, you know, today bullying is very prevalent in society. So I hope to just bring a little something to help 
people be able to will help students be able to combat that because it's hard growing up as an adolescent. It's hard growing up. Um, the competition, you know. Um, I knew when I was in high school, it was a big fashion show, and and I didn't come from a lot of money, so I couldn't keep up with that. You know, if you didn't if you didn't look like everybody else, you didn't fit in. Nobody wanted you around. So I know how hard it is to fit in and to to uh, just to exist when you're a teenager or even when you're a young child. Even when you're a young child, honestly, children can be cruel. So I, I definitely want to use that workshop to do some to do do some work with um, with kids. So maybe, you know, maybe they can be steered in a different direction. And I'm talking about the person bullying. I'm talking about the person receiving the bullying. And I'm talking about the bystanders, too. People that stand there and, and watch it happen and don't do anything about it. Um, as far as the empowerment coaching, that for me is very broad. I, with my clients, we can talk about anything we need to talk about anything because I've, I've been through so many different things in my life. I find it hard to narrow my subject down to one. I just want my clients to feel safe, feel like they have a place to come where they can just be themselves no matter what they're going through, whether it be grief, whether it be domestic violence, uh, whether it be sexual assault, whatever controversial issue you're going through, I want them to feel safe to come, to sit, to talk, to sort, and to have a listening ear, a non-judgmental ear. So that's that's really my purpose in my, in my business and my book. Oh, wonderful. So when you're not writing and you're not working and you're not doing your, your, your business, what do you like to do? Do you do something in particular that, that's <laughs> relaxing? Or? Well, I try to, I try to get um, time in for self-care. Um, I, I work seven days a week. I'm really out, out here trying to um, just make it happen. So I, I work a full-time job. And I also drive for Uber and Lyft um, part-time. And I do a little Instacart, too, um, just to make extra money because I have all of these things that I'm trying to do. But when I do have a minute for myself, I'm simple. I like to to go and, go and sit down in a nice place to eat and just have a nice meal because I'm a foodie. I like to travel. I love to travel um, to different places. Um, there's so many more places that I would like to go, but I've been I've been a number number of places outside of the United States, and I love to travel. I love any place that will bring me near some water and um, beautiful scenery. Uh, I like to write. I like to create. That makes me feel good. And um, I like to watch movies. I I love to just sit and watch a movie on Netflix. I'm very simple. Sometimes I like to just take a drive just to clear my head. I um I love I love to speak to my granddaughter on video chat because they're in um they're in Seattle, Washington, so I don't get to see them that often. Um I love to speak to my son and catch up, catch up with him about his life and what's going on with that. Those are the things that make me feel good. Those are the things that give me give me um give me purpose and happiness. I love acupuncture. I love yoga. I love kundalini yoga. I love anything that helps me to be well, you know, helps my energy to flow, to flow correctly. So I, I definitely love that stuff as well. I love meditation. Those are the things that I do for, um, for, for self-care. 
but I'm, I'm very simple. I'm, I'm definitely very simple. But that's it doesn't take a lot. Real, no, it doesn't. And I think, I think too often we forget that self-care is just as much of an importance in our lives as everything else that we do, especially when we're parents. You know, the, the first thing that we think about as a kid, you know, and, and putting ourselves mm -hmm. second last is, is always, it's a habit that we have developed. And, and sometimes it's, it's harder to find the time to do that self-care than, than we think. Right. Well, I mean, so, my, my issue with self-care is that I'm, I'm a workaholic. I am, like I said, I work seven days a week and um, sometimes it's hard for me to cut it off, especially when I'm driving. Sometimes mm -hmm. I, I'm so engrossed in making money and meeting the goal that I've set for myself for the week, I overextend myself. So I don't, um, the one thing, if there's anything that I would change is um, the amount of sleep that I get every day because I don't get a lot of sleep. I definitely don't get a lot of sleep. And that's, that's definitely part of self-care, if I could be yes. honest. <laughs> it's, I think that's the one thing that we all too often forget about is, is, is getting a good night's sleep. You know, we, we've, you know, we make do on four or five hours when we should be getting eight. And, you know, right. I mean, it just, it just blows my mind that we, we put ourselves so far down on the, the priority list, you know, and I, right. I think, I think, you know, just the fact that you, you do make time for self-care is, is huge because so many don't. I mean, I'm, I'm terrible for that. I, I don't make enough time for me you know, in the grand scheme of things, because I'm like, you yeah, I'm a workaholic, you know, I work a full-time job and I write and I have the podcast and <laughs> all these other things on the go. And, you know, so sometimes I, I rely on the husband to drag me away from the computer in the office and, you know, go for a drive or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fantastic that you, you know, you've, you've kind of realized that you need to do the self-care and you make the time to do that. I mean, kudos to you, girl. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, as far as the, the, the making, making time for self-care, I, um, the good thing about driving, doing the ride sharing is I can cut it off and cut it on when I want to. And, um, you know, on the weekends when I'm doing the majority of my driving, because I drive very long hours on the weekend, I say, well, you know, I do need to get something to eat. So instead of me grabbing and going, I'll just pick a place and go and sit down and take a breather for a second. But as soon as I leave there, I'm back in my car and I'm back, you know, back to the thick of things again. So, you know, I, I try to get it in where I can. Um, I definitely could um, could use a lot more self-care. I'm making it to acupuncture maybe once a month and I probably need it a whole lot more. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely a work in progress in that area. Definitely a work in progress in that area. <laughs> well, you're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> Thank you. So, is there, you know, is there any any advice that you could give someone who is maybe struggling um, a little bit with with their their dreams, their goals, um, who might be wanting to kind of follow the path that you've taken and and write a book or or start their own business or anything like that? Is there some words of advice that you could give them? Yes. Um. Stay focused on your vision. Um, you know, a lot of times I, um, I actually, I watched a video not too long ago and it really resonated with me. The person that 
was was giving the video was basically saying, you know, people, there are going to be a lot of people that don't believe in what you believe in. But that doesn't believe, that doesn't mean that that particular idea is not for your life. So if you feel strongly about something, there's something that you really want to do, do everything in your power to hone that craft. Do everything in your power to build yourself up, to be capable and qualified to make that happen for yourself. Stay focused on your vision. Don't let anybody or anything stop you from continuing to push toward it. And, you know, as long as you're putting that work in and you are staying focused and not letting anybody get in the way or getting your getting your head. I don't see why it wouldn't come to fruition. Okay. Very good advice. I think very, very good advice. Thank you. Um, well, thank you so much Nova, for, for joining me today. I, I do know I took a little bit more of your time than we had uh, originally planned, but I, I it was just such a fascinating chat with you. Um, I do hope that, you know, you will think about coming back um, for another, uh, another show and another chat with me um, in the sure. near future. Um, so now, what is your website so that our, our listeners can pop over and take a look? It is www.hireself.com. Higher Self is spelled H-I-E-R-S as in Sam, E-L-F as in Frank. www.hireself.com. Okay. One and on um, the website, we'll connect them. To my social media, every there's a tab, a tab to buy, a tab to buy the book. There's a tab to connect to my social media. Everything is on the website. Wonderful, just so so everyone uh, can pop over there and take a look. And I, I would highly recommend the book. Looks fantastic. I cannot wait to uh, to dive into it and read it myself. Um, again, thank you so very much, Nova. I appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, this is our uh, author, Nova Walton Marriott of. Um, and your book is called again, the the, the, the sleeper has awakened. The sleeper has awakened. Awesome. That is is a must read, I think. And uh, thank you again for taking the time out to join me today. And thank you to our listeners as well. I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, we will be doing a repeat of today's show. It will be uh, recorded, but it will be released later in the week for those who have maybe missed it. Um, but thank you again, Nova. I appreciate you coming in. Um, is there any final words that you would like to offer? I would just like to say um, I was very, very, um, I'm very grateful for being invited to speak on your platform. And I look forward to coming back when you'll have me back. And thank, thank you, you for everybody I for listening. Thank you to everybody for listening. <laughs> well, you had a good turnout today, so I'm sure that, uh, so it'll be good. Excellent. Thanks again. And we will talk to everyone next week. Um, so stay tuned for updates and we will talk to everyone next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.